and welcome to We Love Books. I'm Neve, and you're in for a treat today because we've got the wonderful, the fabulous, the ever hilarious Dave Rudden in the house for a chit chat about heroes, villains, and advanced theoretical physics. Just kidding, it's all about books because we love them. We love writing too, so don't worry, he's got tons of tips on that, but you know that if you're a regular listener, he is our in house writer after all. We've got a story sent in to us by one of our listeners, Sophia, and if you want to get in touch or send in some of your own work the email is junior at rte.ie but make sure to ask a parent or guardian first right on with the show let's find out who are your favorite villains remesis the 10th pharaoh in egypt but never let his people go for god my villain is voldemort because he looks really funny <laughs> mirror from the sisters grim the master of the scarlet hands i like in Dogman, there's a villain that's Little Petey's dad, and he's really funny. Um, sometimes he's a bit good, and sometimes he's very bad, and he steals stuff, and then he cares for things that he loves most. My favourite villain is Bean in Fantastic Mr. Fox. Jack Frost from the Rainbow Magic series, because he's a goblin, and I like goblins. And the Snow Queen. Because she has nice powers. <laughs> she's Yes. Uh, I like humor, the fat baby. <laughs> and the world's worst children. And because he's funny <laughs> and he eats a lot. And I like eating, so. <laughs> now on We Love Books, it's time for We Love Reviews. Martin is here today to review a book called Bump Fizzle, The Best on Planet Earth. It was written by Patricia Ford and illustrated by Alina Braslina. Bump Fizzle is an alien sent to Earth from Planet Plonk on a research mission. Or is he? You'll have to read it to find out. Either way, he is in charge of completing gruelling reports and taking part in extreme experiments, such as the testing of his teacher to find out if she would be a good source of food for the aliens. Let's find out what Martin thought of the book. The book is about an alien who comes to Earth and describes himself as a normal kid boy. You think he's trying to find people to commune with, but his master wants him to see if humans are tasty. So yes... Just to stay in quest to trap the master and a bunch of other alien stuff. The book was alright. At the end, the, the climax felt a bit short and rushed, but it was a bit good. And the book was written like a diary, so it's mostly like first person, which is really nice. So we don't know what, what the other characters were thinking, so you, you left wondering, did he do the right thing or not? It was written alright, and there and there is some good illustrations. The illustrations help the book stand out from other diaries, like Diary of the Limpy Kid. It has it is really different because unlike other alien books, the aliens are good, which makes it unique and different from the other books. And we also get to see his messages he sends to his master, and also the other messages he gets from his master. And he calls himself Bun Fizzle, the best on planet Earth which signifies that he thinks he's the best, which means that the writer is writing in a way which makes him look good. And the audience, I think, would be a 7 to 12 for with uh, any gender thing. It's not really focused on one or another gender. 
Now on We Love Books, legend says when he was born, the clouds cloaked over the moon as a purple meteor with a glittering train crossed the night sky, somewhere just over Banlaslow. It's our interview with a featured author. It's Dave Rudden. He's a hoot and a half. Here you go. Dave Rudden. Hi. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Everyone will know your voice and they'll know your books. Oh, no. (laughs) Definitely know your voice if they've been avid listeners to We Love Books. Which I presume they have. Which I presume they have. (laughs) Yes, because you are our amazing resident in house writer extraordinaire. Yay. Because huh. <laughs> I found you and hunted you, and you did. <laughs> but I was happy with being hunted. I don't know. Yeah, that's. I I love doing stuff like this. It's always really fun to like be asked to do uh, something different. So uh, it's like a challenge to 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 my writing talent to be asked to like <laughs> be brief in two minutes and try and make sense. So what would you say to boys and girls who maybe they would dream of being a writer, but they can't quite see how a writer, you know, what they do every day or what a writer's job looks like? So what 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 do you do? So uh, I make up stuff. Uh, <laughs> I um, The advice I'd always give to anybody who wants to get into writing is that writing isn't a talent. And it's not magic. It's not something that only a few people can do. Uh, It is just a muscle. It's something that you can train. So I would always tell people to, one, just start. Like, even if what you write at the start isn't perfect, or even if you're not entirely sure where it's going, just start writing and get that little bit of practice. Uh, I play a lot of movies in my head whenever I'm bored. And my first sort of writing um, experience was taking those little movies, which are mostly fight scenes, because that's who I am as a person, um, taking these fight (laughs) scenes and writing them down and working out how I would describe something that was visual in my head on the page as text. So just start and have fun with it and figure out what kind of writer you are first before you start thinking about like actually writing a book. And did you write a lot as a kid? I... I did. I was very into video games. So what I used to do was, because I was a very bored child, is I would write out scenes from the video games. I used to write like fan fiction for the different games that I played. And that was really useful, although I never in my head connected that to actually being an author. I thought I just liked telling stories. I love cool moments in things. And so it wasn't a great stretch from watching a lot of movies or playing games to wanting to come up with my own cool, like, punch-the-air moments. Like, we all have those moments in, like, action scenes where the hero gets off the ground and they, like, wipe a thread of blood away from their lip and it's all like, the music gets dramatic. And I wanted to kind of recreate a lot of that stuff. And uh, that's kind of where I started and I just kind of developed from there. You've got four books right now. I do. Four Four tiny paper babies. (laughs) When you were a kid... What were your four top books? What oh a Lord. mean question. That's a terrible <laughs> That's a question. terrible um, question. Well, you're our in-house writer, so I can ask you the mean stuff. <laughs> My four big books when I was a kid was I... Uh, I know everybody says Roald Dahl, but I love Matilda because it's a murder mystery with telekinesis and who doesn't love that? Um, <laughs> I was also a huge fan of Ursula Le Guin. My parents aren't huge readers but they knew reading was the only way to keep me quiet so they would just bring me to libraries and I would just pick books with no sort of they didn't pay any attention to what I was reading so I read a lot of stuff when I was probably too young to have read it but I found Ursula Le Guin who does the Earthsea books and I was like wow this is a really different type of fantasy it's sort of wild and a bit Celtic and a bit strange and I really enjoyed that 
Uh, I would have also I was a big fan of Animorphs um, which I which they're not still doing but they're probably still around which was this sort of like five kids protecting the world against an alien invasion by turning into animals and doing infiltration missions and it was really like dark and weird and you know high concept and I really enjoyed that and what was my fourth one? Um, Artemis Fowl so that scene in uh, the first Artemis Fowl book where Butler takes on the troll was so impressively hardcore as an action sequence. And people forget about that book. Artemis Fowl is not the main character. He's the villain of the first book. And that was something I didn't think you could do with kids' books. And that was really impressive. Do you have a favourite villain of all time? <gasps> Ooh. I'm asking all the hard questions today. And uh, I know, I'm know i doing it because I know that you have to come back and do writing tips so you won't get mad at me and you can't <laughs> run away. So I'm going to ask all the questions I really want to ask. I have a lot of favourite villains. Uh, I like villains for... I guess there there'll be a little moment a villain does that I that I really love. So for example, uh, I'm a big fan of Loki in all of his many interpretations because he's the quick and clever and twisted villain, and he he kind of oscillates between being you know fun and mischievous and being really dark and cruel. Like if you look at that old Norse mythology depending on the version you're reading, it's kind of like, oh, what a scamp. Or it's like, oh, oh, he just he just murdered somebody um, using his brother and mistletoe. Um, so yeah, um, I think if I had to come down on one particularly, I would have to say Dracula. Oh, what a great choice. Because I... People, until you read Dracula, I was given Dracula by my parents when I was 10 because they're like, oh, vampires, you like this. And what I didn't realise was the book of Dracula, you're not supposed to know he's a vampire until about halfway through. Obviously now, in, 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 in 2019, we know that Dracula's a vampire. But in the 1800s, when that book came out, Jonathan Harker goes to stay with this guy called Dracula. And he's like, oh, he's a bit weird. He keeps watching me <laughs> shaving, but he's not showing up in the mirror. But it's kind of a mystery That's how he story. sounds, Jonathan Harker. Yeah, that sorry, accent. he's from Monaghan. Yeah. How's it going? Um, <laughs> but it's, it's supremely... Creepy. It's basically the story, uh, a lot of it is the story of this guy staying in this really weird house and the tension ratcheting up and ratcheting up. He looks at his window and he sees Dracula crawl face down like a lizard down the side of the tower and he's like, oh, maybe I should leave. And then Dracula, there's a point where, I'm sorry, I'm just going to like hold Dracula chat now. There's a point where he tries to leave in the middle of the night and uh, Dracula's like, but it's the middle of the night. And he's like, yeah, no, but I'm just going to go back to the hotel, you know. And Dracula's like, but what about all your stuff? And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm just going to go. And then Dracula goes over and opens the door and there's just 150 wolves sitting outside. And Dracula's just like, you going to head? And, and, and Harker's like, no, I guess I'll stay here. So <laughs> it's great. And it's just a masterclass in suspense, basically. It is. I was in Marsha's library, fabulous, last week where Bram Stoker spent a lot of time and mm. did a lot of uh, some of his research and all that kind of thing and it's so wonderful. Do you have any places that you particularly love to write? So I travel around a lot and do a lot of school gigs um, and library gigs and festival gigs and so I've kind of trained myself not to be precious with where I write. I definitely know authors who like need to be at the desk, comfy chair in their onesie and uh, <laughs> 100% and I kind of don't have that luxury so I do actually, I love writing on trains oh, because yeah. there's nothing else to do like the internet doesn't work and you're at a desk and that actually I'll get a lot of work done. For me, it's not about hours spent at the desk. It's about the the word count that I get done. So if I get 1,500 words done in a day between morning or evening or wherever I can scramble for them, um, that to me is a, vict- is a victory. So is that your target every day, 1,500 words? 
depending on the project, uh, yes. So at the minute, it's definitely 1,500 words a day, but that's maybe five to six, five to six days a week. I don't try and, like, a writer needs their days off just like anybody else. And to talk about your own books. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> for the kids who are listening today who haven't heard of them or haven't got into them, because the kids who love them will already know all about them, <laughs> how would you describe the type of writing that you do? So my novels, my trilogy, Knights of the Borrowed Dark, is sort of my answer to all of the Kid Discovers magic books that are out there that I loved growing up, but always kind of wanted a little more from or something. So I love horror. And in Knights of the Borrowed Dark, it is the story of a group of people called the Knights of the Borrowed Dark who protect our world from these shape-shifting monsters, which you can read as a really kind of heroic story. But I really wanted to delve into the horror side. So my monsters are called Tenebrous. They're shape-shifters. Every single one of them looks completely different. And... uh, each one of them is like a horror movie in miniature. Like, you know that moment in a video game where you walk into a room and you realise this room is larger than all the other rooms and, oh, there's a lot of health on the ground and, oh, it's just auto-saved and you realise you're facing a boss. Each Tenebrous is in itself a horror story and I've got one that's hundreds of crows all melted together and all the heads move independently and it's gross. Uh, I've got like ones that look like people but they always get some subtle detail wrong and then even with my heroes, the knights, they use um, this fire inside them as a weapon but the more they use their power, the more it turns them to iron because I'm very into the idea of power having a cost. So even for them, even as soldiers and as trained people, it's quite a dark and scary thing. And into all of this nonsense comes Denison Hardwick, who's 13 years old and is from Mayo and has seen a lot of horror films and is like, I'm not a hero. I don't even like sports. Please leave me alone. And it's about him sort of discovering that the situation can be incredibly dark, but you got to step up at certain points. You know, heroes aren't automatically brave. They're people who make a hard choice over and over again. There are jokes. I make it sound really, really dark. <laughs> and it is. But there's some jokes in there too. What is your absolute favourite thing about being a kids writer? Uh, talking to kids. Because um, they're just the best. Uh, I've written for adults and adults are boring and no crack. <laughs> they're just like, no. Sorry, th- like <laughs> You're <sorry>. an exception. <laughs> um, I let you down. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, you went very high pitched there. You... <laughs> Like you, you'll do an adult event and everyone will just sit there and they'll do like the posh clap, which is just like, mm, yes, very good. Uh, now off to the bank. Um, <gasps> and Adults love the bank. They love the bank. Oh, um, they love post office. <laughs> the bank and the news. Oh, they love um, the news. They love their news. And like, whereas with kids, I'm a rowdy person when I do events and the, and I love when the audience are rowdy and I, I make it as much about them as it is about me and finding out what they like. And I do questions at the end of every event and I love just getting bombarded with some of the most ridiculous or insightful questions that a kid can throw at me. So that's, that really just keeps me, it keeps me grounded and reminds me that I am essentially working for kids. You do a lot of events with kids. I do. So what will happen at a typical Dave Rudden writing event? So I have a variety of events that I do depending on the class size or what the teacher wants. But my sort of general event is pack as many kids into a room. So I think the most I've ever done at once is 750, which is in Norwich Cathedral, um, (laughs) which is hilarious. I walked into the cathedral and I was like, this is a fancy building. Am I performing in like a 
closet or something and they're like no no you you've the whole cathedral is like this is not what the makers intended um <laughs> but i i talk about myself i sort of break down writing to four essential tips i do a reading i break down and i do my readings off book i don't i i reading is cheating so i like to like perform it i break down where i got all the ideas my watchword i guess is accessibility i want to show through jokes and city stories about stupid things I've done I want to show that anybody can be a writer and most kids are already kind of fluent in story from reading books or watching TV or watching films but they just think that writing is about having this extra special ingredient and it's not writing is for like if an Egypt from Cavan can do it anybody can do it (laughs) Well while I had Dave held hostage in the We Love Books headquarters I subjected him to the excruciatingly difficult and unspeakably confusing quickfire round Hold on Dave this is going to be a bumpy ride Mr Dave Rudden Hello Are you ready for our quickfire round? Oh my god Okay questions that are unrelated to other questions that we previously asked and they are very intense questions in which we ask you to reveal your soul okay so we can find out what's on the inside I'm so scared oh it's terrifying it's terrifying (laughs) I subject many people to this and very few have survived oh yes (laughs) it's awful actual death okay good are you ready I'm so ready are you nervous yes that's a good response here we go dogs or cats cats Day or night? Night. Winter or summer? Winter. Breakfast or lunch? Why not both? <laughs> Do you enjoy a sun holiday or a snow holiday more? It has to be a snow holiday, I'm ginger. <laughs> I burn. <laughs> what is your favourite film? Aliens. What is your favourite kids' film? Meet the Robinsons. What is your favourite type of music? Uh, film soundtracks Favourite type of food? Mexican food Favourite type of Mexican food? Fajitas Favourite type of pizza? Meaty pizzas Most disgusting thing you've ever eaten? Uh, eggs I hate eggs <laughs> Would you rather roll in slime Disgusting reeking slime Savage slime Or eat a worm? Eat a worm What is your favourite colour? Blue Your favourite subject at school? English. Your favourite kids' book? Matilda. You can say your own if you want to. Mine. (laughs) 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 What was your favourite memory of reading as a child? My favourite memory of reading as a child was um, getting left in Enniskillen Library for like four hours by my parents while they went and did parenty things and just reading and reading and reading and reading. Your favourite author as a child? Terry Pratchett. Your favourite type of sport? Fencing. That's a cool type of sport. (laughs) Are you good at fencing? Uh, No. (laughs) Your favourite holiday of the year? Halloween. Why do you love Halloween so much? Because it is Christmas for gods. It's uh, because I get to dress up and I get to be ridiculous and I get to throw out loads of sweets. Do you go full whack with your house? Do you decorate everything? We don't decorate the the house, uh, although maybe we will we'll start. But uh, and also, I'm sort of limited because I have a big ginger beard, and I'm not willing to shave it. So costume wise, I'm limited to people with big red beards. So I'm sort of like running on empty. If any of the listeners have any suggestions, um, that would be really helpful. Your favorite character from a book ever? Oh my god. Um. Oh, that's a really tough question. 
Um, Told you this round was hard. This is oh, uh, Malachi from Malachi Boyle from Cat uh, Doyle Stormkeepers Island. Your favorite toy as a child? I had a T Rex. He was called T Rex, and when his tail broke off, I cried. <laughs> I was twenty four at the time. No. <laughs> You've passed the round. Uh, <laughs> Will you ever be the same again? No, I'm very tired. <laughs> that was good though. That was intense. It <laughs> was a lot. We're not done with you yet, Dave. Before you go, give us a writing tip. Hi, I'm Dave Rudden, author of Knights of the Borrowed Dark. This is your two-minute tip on writing a first draft. Start the clock. All your favourite books are liars. I know, it's shocking. But it's also true. You read a book or a series of books and you think, how do they manage to make something this complicated and clever? And the answer direct from a professional author to you, is that they don't. Every book is, in fact, built up of many drafts, and the first draft is often staggeringly different than the finished version. In the first version of Harry Potter, Harry was originally adopted by Hermione's family. The first version of Guardians of the Galaxy had no iconic soundtrack and very few jokes. Often, you won't know whether something works until it's on the page, And I meet a lot of authors who think that their first draft has to be amazing and so never write a chapter two because they're so busy obsessing over chapter one. That's perfection paralysis and it's the enemy of getting work done. Your first draft should be a playground. It should be your time to figure out how everything works. And if something doesn't work, you can always, always come back and fix it later. So here's my tip for a first draft. Have fun. Try out new things. Tell the story just to yourself. And if you realise something isn't working, make a note of it. Write a post-it. Add a comment in Microsoft Word. But don't go back to the first page and start rewriting because then you're just in a loop. Get to the end. See that ending. Understand what bits are good and what bits are going to need more work. And then, when you finish that first draft... Go back to the beginning and apply all those changes as one. By the time you finish the first draft, you'll know this book so much better than you did before. You'll have more confidence. Maybe huge chunks of it won't even need changing. But you need to get to the end to know that for real. All right, challenge time. I want you to sit down and write. Don't worry about it being perfect. Don't worry about it even being good. Just get to the end and next time, we'll talk about coming back for that crucial second draft. Dave out. Now on We Love Books, it's over to you. Here's a story that Sophia has written for us. It's all about one bizarre day involving a chicken coop and a popcorn machine. The Craziest Day by Sophia Campbell Bernardo. It was supposed to be an ordinary school day, but when I woke up that morning, I was in a hen house on a chicken farm. To be clear, I don't live on a farm, and I have no idea how I got there or how I would get home. I walked over to the farmhouse looking for my mom and breakfast, but there was no one there. I was so scared. I started to scream until my friend Zoe shouted, I found a secret tunnel. I shouted back to her, coming. We went into the secret tunnel together and it led us right back to the hen house again. 
Zoe and I had enough. We needed to go to school. So we followed the path out of the chicken farm to our school. We thought we were going to be late. We ran into the classroom and saw chickens running around everywhere. Me and my friend came out of the room together to try and find a teacher. When we eventually found a teacher, the rest of first class was there too. We went inside. Our teacher didn't notice us. She was too busy taking selfies. I raised my hand. The teacher said, what do you want, little brat? I'm not a brat, I said. Are you going to teach us any lessons today? She said, of course, just one more selfie. One million selfies later. She said, okay, little brats, time to go home. We are not little brats, my friend and I said. We tried to leave, but the main door of the school was locked. My friend turned to me and said, I have been waiting for this day for years. What's so exciting about being locked in a school? We can eat popcorn and watch movies. Well, at least the school is over for the day. Oh yeah, and I just remembered. There's a popcorn machine downstairs. We went downstairs. Then I heard something. My mom was shouting, wake up, Sophia, wake up, it's time for school. I realized then it was all a dream. I woke up. Mom, I just had the craziest dream about the craziest day. Well, you can tell me later. Now it's time for school. No! And so ends another episode of We Love Books. Big shout out to everyone who helped make this podcast. Thanks to all the fab kids who shared their stories and their love of books. Thanks to the sound lads for all their help, as always. And thanks to you, the listener, for going down the rabbit hole of books with me. Catch you next time. And until then, happy reading.